is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts here with you in the driver's seat. We're talking fantasy football. We're here for the second time this week. It's uh, it's exciting stuff here for, well, for some people. We're, we're stoked. I'm for stoked. You, you are not. <sighs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, actually. I know exactly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm doing wonderful. I have this smile plastered on my face. I have no clue what you're talking about. My liver is fine. You had to take some like, uh, some Joker toxins or something from the the (laughs) 1980s Batman movie to keep that smile up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a great night. We just dive right into it, don't we? We'll just leave it there. Tell you what, before we get into that. I did make a point to get a quick question here from Instagram. By the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, check us out there, fantasybrothers underscore. Also, while we're at it, let's just hit all all the just, the things here off the top. Get the housekeeping out of the way. I just want to say, I just want to say, the podcast right now is doing better than it ever has done in the past. It is up and to the right, and for that, we are incredibly thankful for everybody listening to the show, telling Absolutely. their friends about the show. Um, we are very, very excited about the state of the Fantasy Brothers podcast. Um, another A way that I feel like it has just been growing is word of mouth. One thing that we have found to be incredibly helpful with that is leaving a rating uh, wherever you're listening to the show. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a bunch in the algorithms. And, uh, you know, if you watch it on YouTube, hit subscribe, the bell, all those fun things. But just before we even get started, just want to say appreciate all you guys listening, and we are incredibly grateful. For sure. Now with all that sappy stuff out of the way, yeah, let's hop that's, into... <laughs> It's like into the when you quick used question. to open the show with how lovely we were. We had to we had to stop that. Oh yeah, this is we, again. We had to. It's a football podcast. <laughs> we had to get rid of that lovely stuff. Yeah. Quick questions from at Nick dot on Instagram. Nick? He says, he says, do you like the strategy of going wide receiver heavy in the first four to five rounds, or would you guys balance it out? Ben, I leave the question with you. Uh, I would go running back heavy, maybe t- start taking wide receivers in the fifth, sixth round. <laughs> That's, that is not true. There's only that one person true. that will tell you to do that, Ben. There's only one person. <laughs> there is only he one. Is, we, all know it. we all know his name. We all know who he is. We all know who that is. Uh, we don't like him. <laughs> no, this. if there is ever a year... To not take running backs, it's this year. It is the time Honestly. for finally come. I so sum up. Yes, I do like going wide receiver heavy first four or five rounds. I'm big on hero running back this year. I yeah. like taking you know Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, or maybe a Tony Pollard. 
and just loading up at wide receiver. Like you, you know, walk out of the draft with a Tyreek Hill, a Cooper Cup, a T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Calvin Ridley, all of those guys, guys who all have wide receiver one potential, or some of them are wide receiver ones and can just be elite, elite wide receiver finishes. And then I'll get my one good running back production and I'll figure the rest of it out later. So, yes, yeah. I, I love going receiver heavy early this year. I will say I typically in like the first three rounds specifically, because I think that's where a lot of this strategy sort of comes into play. It's not really the first five, because honestly, the fourth and fifth rounds for me are just sort of best player available. But in the first three rounds, I absolutely have a strategy. And we'll get into that a little bit later today because we're doing a mock draft on this episode. So we'll we'll talk about this more a little bit later in the mock. But in those first three rounds, I absolutely, depending on my draft spot, I want to target specifically either super wide receiver heavy or grabbing multiple running backs or maybe just grabbing one running back. Um, and it, it sort of depends on who's going to be there on the board. Like, for example, if I'm drafting early, I want to grab a wide receiver in my first with my first pick I want to probably try and grab Tony Pollard in the second round he's been my like number one target there for running back in the second but I don't want to leave all three rounds with uh no running backs so like maybe you go Christian McCaffrey and grab two receivers we talked about that on the last episode um I want to try and get at least one but for sure going wide receiver heavy overall I think is a good strategy this year yeah I mean obviously it always depends on who's there I mean, if the if the value is just there on some running backs, like say for in a night unbelievable scenario, Nick Chubb is there in the late second round, and I grab Christian McCaffrey in the first round. Sure, like I I can't pass up that value, but right in a perfect world, I'm getting a lot of wide receivers early. One hundred percent. All right, there was some news. I don't know if you're aware of this, Ben. Um, the two main running backs, (laughs) my gosh. Okay. Well, so first of all, Dalvin Cook signed a one year up to, I think it was $8 million deal with the Jets. I don't know how much of that was guaranteed, but it was a significant I think it was like 7 million is guaranteed. Okay. It was a lot. It was a lot of money for a one year deal for Dalvin Cook. Saquon Barkley um, only makes 9 million. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Wow. No, that's... Say, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't help the situation either. It doesn't. That makes you feel it really even worse. Doesn't. I'm like, they're actually paying him a oh, lot of man. money, so it's not like they got a throwaway here. Well, regardless, Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets. Brees Hall then was immediately activated off the pup. I don't know if you saw that. I did. They signed him and they then... They threw a bone to all the Hall owners. <laughs> At least he's playing. <laughs> hey, he's healthy. Ish. Okay. Ish. Apparently not. We're signing Dalvin Cook. Really what this is, is uh, Aaron Rodgers took that massive $35 million pay cut, but it was one of those pay cuts where he said, okay, I'll take a pay cut, but you need to go sign somebody. And they said, okay, we'll go sign Dalvin Cook. You need to get me everything I want. And, and they were like, sure, whatever you want. They need um, to do like, and, and it looks like they are, like do what Tom Brady did when he went to Tampa. Like, I'm coming to Tampa. Yep. But I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and I'll win you a Super Bowl. 
Yep. And that is, that's what's happening. Um, Devin Cook, Brees Hall, how are we feeling about it? Uh, you know, I, we probably should have seen this coming. I mean, obviously there are the reports a couple weeks ago, nothing ever really came of it, but we, we knew they were more than likely bringing in someone. Now, that being said, Dalvin Cook's probably worst case scenario. I, I thought, you know, if, if they had brought somebody in Leonard Fournette who was really showing signs of slowing down the past couple years, um, Kareem Hunt um, doesn't really scare me too much. But I, I think Dalvin Cook is a significant significant signing, especially look at what they're paying him. From a football move, it makes sense. They're going to try to preserve Brees Hall. They're all in to win this year, and I get that. And they don't want to, in the process, rush Brees Hall back get him hurt again, and basically ruin him for years to come. So you bring in Dalvin Cook. It's Obviously, it sucks for Brees Hall owners. I still think he has value, and over the back half of the season, he will still be good, I think. He won't be the league winner like I think we thought. He's a capped RB2 probably, but still an RB2 back half of the season, I think. The start of the season is where it's going to sting because I think they're really going to take their time easing him in with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I I don't know where you I, you have him ranked. I dropped Brees Hall to around running back 20, and I've got yep. Dalvin around 25 for me. So funny you should mention that because I have also got Dalvin Cook at RB25, and I have also got Brees Hall at oh, really? RB20. Yeah. I'm glad we are on the same page. I wonder, like, how did you arrive at those rankings? Because I definitely had, like, I was thinking about it, um, and I was just trying to figure out, like, how how is this going to play out? What's the story of this season going to be? Because I think if we look at RB20 for Brees Hall, obviously – a lot of people see Dalvin Cook get signed and the RB8 season or whatever we had envisioned for Brees Hall goes out the window. But I don't know how you view it, but like in terms of the story of Brees Hall's season, the story of Dalvin Cook's season, how do you sort of see this thing playing out? Yeah, I think at least for the first few weeks, it's definitely going to be more Dalvin Cook focused, I believe. So it's going to be a slow start for Brees, which is what they want, why they're bringing him in in the first place, is so they don't have to rush him back. Because, I mean, historically, it is is tough for these running backs coming off these injuries. Unless your name is Adrian Peterson or somebody, you just don't have a top three season, top five season coming off an ACL more than likely. So on that, that front, we probably should have seen it coming. But we've also been betting on Brees Hall for the back half of the season, which, yeah. again, I don't see him being top five like we were probably envisioning for him being, you know, last six games of the year, he's scoring 25 points a game. But I think he can still be an RB, a pretty good RB, too, because I think as the season goes along, he's going to get a bigger, bigger workload. And towards the end, he's going to be the lead back instead of them easing him in. Okay. We are 100% on the same page because that's how I feel about it too. Like, yeah. I think early on, Brees Hall's probably not going to be, I mean, he'll be involved, but not incredibly involved. And like when I was calculating my projections, it was, 
I was factoring in a lower volume workload for like the first four to five weeks of the year for Brees Hall and then raising it a little bit, maybe only like 13 carries a game, but still involved, but more of a 50-50 split for like the next eight-ish weeks. And then from there on out, factoring in Brees Hall at more of a 15 to 17 carries a week, and then Dalvin Cook in more of that supporting role, maybe eight to 10 carries a week. Because I do think there will come a point where Brees Hall takes over the backfield and it might not be till closer to the fantasy playoffs, but I just think he's too good. Dalvin Cook will get some wear and tear on his body throughout the season and should and this is time. yeah, Obviously, it's assuming both great. guys stay healthy the whole season. Right. What what really was surprising about this, it was uncanny how much these stats and honestly the fantasy finishes looked like Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams from two years ago. They look identical. It'll be like to where you know you know Brees Hall is the better back, but yeah. they're paying Dalvin Cook a lot of money, and they're not they are intentionally not going to overwork Brees Hall. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've got in terms of like carry totals right now, I've got Brees Hall projected for two hundred twelve on the season, and I've got Dalvin Cook projected for two hundred twenty. I'm guessing. Like towards towards the beginning of the season, I'm expecting a big Dalvin Cook workload, and like you said, yep, probably fifty fifty. This is I'm, I don't know if it's perfect. Best case scenario, I don't know. First six weeks is probably Dalvin seventy thirty. Then you get closer to fifty fifty, and toward the end of the season, I'm guessing it's probably more of a sixty forty Brees Hall, like the past yeah. five last five games or so. Yeah, that's sort of how I feel about it. To it. I, I think we're pretty much on the same page there. It's but it's a it, bummer, yeah, but like it, we knew it was coming too. Yeah, you were you were telling us about our good old buddy uh, Landon, who did not realize that this was <laughs> on its way somehow. We yeah, all we knew this a, was coming. We had a mega deal. We won't go into the full details of the trade, but essentially we had a mega deal on the board, and Brees Hall was in it, and you know I was in like Travis Etienne and stuff like that. And at at the time, I, I knew I was overpaying, I think, but I wanted I wanted some other players in the deal. And then this like officially comes out and I, I kind of just pulled it. I'm like, I, I can't do this, man, because my team is competing in this league. And I do expect Brees to be significantly better over the back half of the season. But unless Dalvin is hurt, it does cap his ceiling as not a top five finisher more of RB 15, 12 to 15, I think, is where he could finish over the back half of the season. Unless, yeah. obviously, an injury to Brad, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's sort of how I'm feeling about it. It's it's a bummer. I, my liver is struggle-busting today. Just a little bit. Because <laughs> you were you were betting on Brees Hall in, in more than one league. I was. And <laughs> it's really unfortunate because subconsciously i mean i knew that dalvin cook was going to arrive um but there's just something about like knowing something's going to happen and sort of expecting it to happen and then it actually happening i mean maybe maybe the there was that still sort of hope of off, like but... you know once cuz uh dalvin was there everybody was saying he's going to sign he's going to sign he's going to sign and then he goes and visits somewhere else i think he like visited Miami or somebody or the Patriots, I think, after the Jets. And they're like, yeah. well, maybe he ends up going there. 
and then you kind of don't hear about it for a week or two and you think maybe it's a done maybe maybe the pat it's passed and yeah nope, i mean remember remember um uh oh crap i'm blanking on his name right now uh the guy who visited the saints last week and then did not sign kareem hunt kareem hunt my god i don't know why i forgot his name kareem hunt visits and it's all they signs said he was to, oh sign. kareem hunt yeah, they said he was going to sign, and you're thinking, well, if you got Alvin Kamara, I mean, that's tanked. And then he just doesn't sign at all. And and then Kendra Miller gets hurt, and now Alvin Kamara's great. You know, there's always a chance that a lifeline gets thrown to you as a Brees Hall owner, and you're hoping, hey, maybe he just signed somewhere else, and maybe they only signed Leonard Fournette. And, you know, Leonard Fournette is not Dalvin Cook, and, and you'd feel a lot better about Brees Hall. But Leonard Fournette alas, is slowing down big time, but Dalvin, is he's still got his burst. I mean, he was like... I think he was like one of the fastest players clocked last year. They clocked him at like 22, 23 miles an hour. Jeez. Um, okay. I have a couple questions about Dalvin Cook then about rankings, uh, about who you'd prefer. So I'm just coming over here to my rankings to guys that I've got around Dalvin Cook. Would you prefer uh, Cook or Rashad White? Cook. Cook or Samaj P. Ryan? Cook. Okay. Cook or, uh, let's see, J.K. Dobbins? That one's tough. I'm not a big J.K. Dobbins believer, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I, what about Dalvin Cook or James Cook? Dalvin. Uh, last one, Dalvin Cook or A.J. Dillon? Dalvin. Okay. So your cutoff is basically J.K. Dobbins, which yeah, may, which not, probably, may not say much. Yeah. And I don't believe in J.K. Dobbins, but I guess he's the starter there. What about Dalvin or Zach Charbonnet? Until I see Charbonnet, Dalvin. Dalvin but or I, DeAndre I, Swift? Don't do that. <laughs> I was worried uh, you were going to say that the whole time. I know, I know. <laughs> I knew you. You know what? Screw it. Swift. Oh, God. I am a Swift believer. I'm a Swifty. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay. The other major signing news was that Ezekiel Elliott signed with the New England Patriots, and the Ramondre Stevenson truthers wept. Um, yeah, Dalvin... Again. Dalvin and Brees were such a bigger situation that I feel like this one almost kind of got swept under the rug. Is oh yeah, Zeke it did. did sign. It did, but I think it it it's different because Zeke at twenty eight and Dalvin Cook at twenty eight I think are two different players, but uh, Zeke does impact that backfield. Um, it's just sort of like I don't know how how much you view his impact in the backfield, but I do think I it's it's know, something. Dude. Like I, I dove so much into Dalvin and Brees yesterday, last yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah, this hurts Ramondre, and I, I didn't really put a whole ton of thought into how much does it hurt him. Obviously, Dalvin was by far, at least in my mind, the best running back still on the board. So yes, he hurts Brees. Yeah, is Zeke gonna be more of just the goal line guy? I, I don't know because I think Ramondre is the better back at this point, and he's a better cat pass catcher. Yeah. Here, but, I mean, you really got to give Zeke the ball somewhere. Yeah, what's really interesting about it is Zeke is 
still an elite pass protector. Uh, Ramondre, Ramondre is a good pass protector. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. But Zeke is an elite pass protector as a running back, uh, so he gets on the field that way. He's also a really good goal line back, like a really good goal line back. Uh, we saw that the past couple of years with Dallas. I mean, he just scored touchdown after touchdown. Dude was not really good as as a running back overall last year, but he scored double digit touchdowns. I mean, he was great. Um, so I, I don't know how involved he gets overall. I, I don't think that he sort of impacts Ramondre's ability to get 230 touches. Um, but I mean, I do think that Zeke basically just caps his upside, um, but doesn't impact his like fantasy, uh, floor, I guess. If that makes any sense. Yeah, he does not hurt Ramondre nearly as much as Dalvin hurts Brees. Agreed, for sure, for sure. I, I, mean, I would, I would drop Ramondre down my rankings. I'm not sure how much I drop him because I still think, like you said, he has a floor as the pass catcher. Still, he's going to be okay in that offense. He's still the lead back. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I agree. I don't think he 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 just doesn't hit the upside anymore. I got an interesting thought there. Um, where where would you uh, side with Ramondre Stevenson or Najee Harris right now? I think I would take Najee Harris. I would too. I feel like Najee is like a, like the thir- RB13, RB14, something like that, like a high RB2, low RB1. Um, I think a uh, lot of people had him as like our, you know a top five guy coming into this season. And I mean, that's that ship has sailed, but I still think he can be you know, a fringe top 12 running back. I think Najee Harris and Travis Etienne both became much more appealing after yes. all these signings. I mean, not that they weren't already appealing assets. They were going to be very good this year, um, especially Etienne. I'm actually kind of high on Etienne. I think he's going to have a really big year. But both yeah. of them, obviously they jump Ramondre. Obviously they jump Brees Hall. I think they're – their situations are very safe, unlike Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor. I, I think they jump into possibly top ten backs this year. Now that now that all this is going on, I'll be honest. I've already had. I've been there with Najee. Like na, Najee right now, after this wave of uh, signings, he is creeping up. You know, he's like RB seven or something for me right now. Just because, like, he's getting there. I, I think I mean, ET how is many like guys? eight or nine right now. Probably, yeah. I'm a little. St- I'm still a little worried about Tank Bigsby, but you're. I mean, is Tank Bigsby gonna really eat into his workload? I don't project it that way necessarily. I mean, I think Tank is. Tank is a weird running back. He's a guy that he's good at everything, but he's not amazing at anything. So he's one of those backs that he's. I I do think he's gonna get kind of lost in the mix. He's gonna be okay. He's a good back. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't excel at anything like ETN does. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of this, especially with Zeke and Ramondre, will be wait and see because... Don't panic on them know. yet. You can panic on Brees. No. Go ahead. Hit the panic. <laughs> especially if you already drafted him as a as your RB like 11 in drafts this year. Yeah, that would, that would have not worked out well. Um, you know, Zeke and Ramondre feels like Wait and see. I mean, honestly, Dalvin and Brees still feels like wait and see, but I do think you can sort of project. You can tell the story about what Dalvin and Brees will be this year already, I think. 
with Zeke we and Ramondre. <laughs> we hope. Yeah, you're right. Uh, with Zeke and Ramondre, I don't know if we can tell that story yet. It's sort of yeah. a to be determined there. I have one question going back to Brees Hall. Okay. And we touched on it in our personal conversations, but I don't think we ever dove in. So, moving looking from a dynasty perspective, obviously it's only a one-year deal from Dalvin, yeah. but it's, a, I mean, it is a year you're going to struggle with Brees, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be older in a year. I don't know how yeah. long he's got in the tank. I think Brees was firmly the RB2 in dynasty before this. Who's the RB2 now? Because I, I don't think it's Brees. I don't know about you. I don't think it's Brees either, just because this year, what are we going to get? Um, I've got him at RB20. That just feels like I cannot have my RB2 in Dynasty not being a top 12 guy your, this coming season. I, just, I don't know if I can stomach that. Yeah. And then it can't be – I mean, Taylor, you would think, jumps up there. But with all the mm-hmm. questions around him, he was my RB3 in Dynasty. Yeah. He's not there. For me, it's I, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I, I got Jameer Gibbs. I would it's have... crazy that it's Bijan and Gibbs both drafted this year, but I I think it's it's them definitely. I mean, you can you can argue Christian McCaffrey, and I, I do see your point there too. Yeah. I mean, so with McCaffrey, he's still got multiple years of team control. Um and so yeah. in that sense, I think he's pretty secure. He plays a role where he doesn't incur a ton of like punishment, I guess. And honestly, you know, the upshot of him missing two seasons essentially is that that's two seasons of punishment he hasn't taken. So, you know, with Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's 27. He's a pass catching back on an elite offense. I mean, this is a guy who can be the RB1 and, you know, nobody's surprised he could be the RB one for the next three years. And I don't think anybody would be all that surprised about it. Um, I'd be surprised so yeah. at three years. Okay. Two years. <laughs> we'll say the next two years. We'll keep it a little bit more fluid than that. But and so I, I just take the, the production. Gibbs. You could, Gibbs, but I think... Gibbs is playing a similar role to Christian McCaffrey that we've seen so far in everything the Lions have done in preseason, all that stuff. It's not going to be. The pass it's not going to be the same thing. On what should be Christian a good McCaffrey, offense. Christian McCaffrey gets 240 carries and 80 catches. Jameer Gibbs probably gets like 140 carries. We'll see. They're they're not the same. I'll get. I'll, I'll put him at three for my personal rankings. Okay, we can have Gibbs at three in dynasty. That's okay. I don't think that's not talking about. You talking about McCaffrey at three? No. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look at it this way. If I can trade McCaffrey for Gibbs, I'm doing it. There's a conversation there. Which I would mean, tell me that Gibbs, Gibbs is threes, two for me. Yeah. Maybe I'd look at it as a competing... I have a competing frame of reference around it. That's fair. So, in my mind, I would rather have the production. Other guys in there probably are like uh, ETN. I think Javante Williams is very subtly in this he's top a dark five horse dynasty. Right now. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to admit it, but I think he's in there. You got Jonathan Taylor. I think Tony Pollard's worth mentioning. Um, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Brees Hall. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I think I think Etn and and Najee are decent bets because both of them I still think have three years of team control with mm-hmm. the first round draft capital. So it's it it may seem a little bit blasphemous, but Najee Harris and Travis Etienne could be working their way 
into being right now top five dynasty backs. Yeah. Would not hate it at all. All right. You want to do a mock draft? Sure. Let's let's apply everything we've discussed now. All right, let's do... And I bet the sleeper ADP does not care. <laughs> Brees Hall <laughs> is still going to go in the second round. Oh, my gosh. So we've got a 12-team PPR mock draft. Um, ben is doing the early duty here, drafting at the 102. I'm we at randomized the 110. This. We I did randomize this. I didn't this, pick full this, transparency. though I'll take it. The two is nice, I will grant you. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Travis yes! Kelsey goes with the first pick in the draft. I will happily uh, right. take Jettas. Um, I have not yet seen a Travis Kelsey 101. That is wild. Cooper Cup went at the one. Oh, wow. This is a weird draft already. Okay. <laughs> Look, I like CD and Stefan Diggs. I ain't taking them over Cup. Jeez. Okay. Uh, just, uh, ben takes Justin Jefferson at the 102. Amazing. Christian McCaffrey at the 103. Jamar Chase at the 104. Team 4 is very happy about that. Austin Eckler at the 105. Tyreek Hill. Stephon Diggs. CeeDee Lamb. Cooper Cup. And I'm on the clock. Um, this is This is interesting. This is easy. Easy money right here. Is this easy money? Um... Let me let me get a little quick look at the board here. I do think this is pretty easy money. Do it. Uh, I'm gonna go Bijan Robinson. Yes, here sir. You love to see it. You do love to see it. Okay. I bet you were hoping Saquon made it back. I was. I was hoping I could start Bijan. We were talking Saquon. about wide receivers early, but if I go Bijan and Saquon late, that that feels pretty good. That feels real nice. Um, Nick Chubb won at the 111. A.J. Brown at the 112. Amon Ross St. Brown at the 201. Saquon at the 202. I am once again on the clock here after the short turn. And I'm, you know, it would feel blasphemous to pass here. I'm going to take Devontae Adams at the 203. It's a good choice. Patrick Mahomes goes to the 204. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Jalen Waddle goes to the 208, Josh Allen at the 209, Garrett Wilson at the 210, and Ben is once again on the clock. All right, so we've got a we've got a risky play here. I know who I want to take, but do I risk? Because I, I there's one. You know what? No, we're gonna do it. We're taking. We're gonna go wide receiver, wide receiver, Justin Jefferson and Chris Olave. Hey yo. I was hoping maybe Tony Pollard made it back. It. He did not. So um Chris Olave, Jalen Hurts, and Tony Pollard go at the two twelve and three one. So I'm back on the clock. Staring down Ramondre Stevenson. We just talked about it. I can't can't do him there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think there's a tear break after Chris Olave. I've got guys I like here. Nobody really stands out to me. I may call a little bit of a shot. We talked about him just a minute ago, actually, and take Travis Etienne. There you go. Yeah, I figured you would probably need to uh, grab yourself a running back there. Wow, you started a run. Um, Najee Harris goes at the 303, Ramondre at the 304, Brees Hall at the 305. Uh, those are now bad picks. 
<laughs> Devonta Smith at the 306, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, Kenneth Walker at the 309. And I'm once again on the clock. I've talked about it before. My go-to third-round pick is on the board here for me, and I'm not really going to think about it all too much. Jameer Gibbs is the pick Smash here at the 310. We're sticking to our guns here. Uh, Debo Dear Samuel at the 311. TJ Hawkins no! is gone at the 312. No! Ben is in shambles. DK that Metcalf for the 401. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the 402. This is also going to be a very easy pick. I'm going to take Calvin Ridley here at the 403. And we're all just right, so I racking think all, up All Ben's the my guys, guys are, are off the board now. <laughs> we're taking all of Ben's my guys here in the late, late okay. first picks. Uh, Joe Mixon goes to the 404. Keenan Allen at the 405. Joe Burrow at the 406. Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper at the 409. Uh, George Kittle at the 410. That's a hot ben pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's 408 is... Ooh-wee. So, bold. Um, back looking at it, I'm trying to break this into tiers in my head of you know our own personal rankings. There's a couple guys here. I think there's a break at wide receiver right now. There's guys I like. Nobody really shocks me. There is a running back that you and I both like. Mm-hmm. That back into the fourth round, I still think it's okay to take Miles Sanders here. There you go. The I figured fall. that was going to be the pick. So back on Miles Sanders, Terry McLaurin, Damian Pierce, yuck and yuck, both go <laughs> at the yuck and yuck. Come on now, Terry turn. McLaurin's not. I like, bad. I like, I like Terry. I'll give you that. Let's be honest, Terry's. A, Let's put Terry's it this: a good, Sam Howell's good is, the Sam Howell's yuck. Sam Howell is Terry yuck. is Ter- honestly great. One of the best receivers in the league. If he was on another team, yes. he could be top. He could be a top five receiver. One hundred percent. He's fifteen hundred yards waiting to happen with competent quarterback play. Fortunately, he has terrible There's quarterbacks. Every two year. wide receivers and two quarterbacks here that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in the fifth round. You're in your quarterback territory here. Normally, when I do these mocks, I don't end up taking one. But I also don't think that Trevor Lawrence would make it back to me at the end of the six. It's a 12-teamer. So that's a long turn. And I think uh, Justin Herbert and Justin Fields both have some league-winning upside. I am going to do it. I'm going to take Justin Fields. Oh, thank goodness. You think okay. I was going to take Herbert? No. Dang it! Waller? Double dang it! <laughs> Oh, I hate this. Um, crap. Okay. Well, you took Fields, Herbert went, DJ Moore, Drake London, Madison, Christian Watson, Trevor Lawrence goes to the five hundred eight. Then Darren Waller goes. Those are going to be my next two picks. I would have taken that both is of them. Unfortunate. God, I was going to take Lawrence to stack him with Ridley, and then I was going to take Waller at the six hundred three. I, do I had love it already planned out. Going Lawrence Ridley in the fourth and fifth. That feels <sighs> good. Um. All right. Well, we got to figure this thing back out again because I am in a shambles. I do not want to take any of these tight ends here in the fifth round. I'll be honest with you. There's some wide receivers that are interesting, but I'm not really like blown away by any any of them so this is oh my gosh dude 
I truly have no clue who I want to pick. I guess I'm just going to go call my shot on an upside guy. Am I going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Jerry Judy here in the fifth round. That's who I would have taken too. So that's a good pick. Fair enough. Um, Kyle Pitts at the 5-11. I'm so pissed. You going to take Pitts? No, I'm, I just am still pissed about Trevor Lawrence and Darren ah. Waller. It's so frustrating. DeAndre Swift Sorry goes to the 512. That is a that is a pick. JK Dobbins at the 601. Michael before. Pittman. Dude, it's the fifth round and he's not even assured to be the starter. Let's not get into this on camera. <laughs> Every other running back Josh right and here I is had assured. a shouting match on Sunday. <laughs> a did. literal shouting match about DeAndre Swift. We did. I thought All the I'm show saying, I'm was going to even... be over. I'm not even I'm not even indicting Swift. All I'm saying is J.K. Dobbins is assured to be the starter for his team. DeAndre Swift is not it's not ironclad. And he DeAndre may Swift. catch a grand total of six passes this year. He might. If he we're might. lucky. He might. I did not say I will draft J.K. Dobbins because I have not drafted him anywhere. I'm just saying he is assured to be his team's starting running back. Um Okay. I'm back on the clock at the 6.03. My draft strategy has basically blown up, and I I have to pivot. Um, pivot? <laughs> there's not really anybody that I am over the moon to take here. I'll be totally honest with you. I got there's a few just, I like here. Um, I don't think any of them are going to fall back to me, but I got a few. Okay. We've got... I'm looking at this in terms of tiers. I think there is a definite tier break at tight end about to happen. There's also... Oh, my goodness. Okay, there's two guys that I am very interested in. Ben, I'm just... Let's try this. Okay, one player's heads, one player's tails. Which one am I going to pick? Heads or tails? Uh, Heads. All right, I am taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Wow. That hurts my feelings, because I was definitely <laughs> going to take him. I know. <laughs> it was either take Jackson Smith and Jigba there or not get the chance to take him in I the thought, seventh round. I thought That's for sure that, that uh, Cam Akers would be the pick. No. See, I've already got two running backs. If I had only taken one running back, I would have probably taken Cam Akers. That's fair. But I've got Bijan and Gibbs. I feel good that I can still wait on a running back. It was either going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba or Dallas Goddard because I felt like past Goddard, the tight ends were kind of yucky. But, like, would I rather just not suck at tight end or or have a great receiver? So I took the great receiver. All right. Well, after the great – there is one receiver I probably would have taken over him is Chris Godwin. But I thought that's, about it. That's 50-50. I'm okay with Jason going ahead of him. But Chris Godwin goes next. Alvin Kamara, Rashad White, Cam Akers, James Conner. Dallas Goddard, who I probably would have taken. Great. Um, and Marquise Brown. <laughs> so I'm back Marquise on the Brown's clock. Going in the sixth round now. Gee whiz. And one called shot, I guess, deserves another. So let's take Javante Williams. There you go. I guess if you take him, I can't. So there we go. Yeah, you took, you took Jackson Smith and Jigbo deal with it 
All right, and I actually do still like Christian Kirk here. So Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk yeah. go. I like Christian Kirk better than both those guys. So awesome, he's still there. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco at the seven hundred three. Tyler Lockett, Dalvin Cook, George Pickens, Brandon Cooks, David Montgomery, Mike Evans. I'm once again on the clock. Um, this is a PPR draft. There is a very obvious stud PPR receiver here. It's a good one. Um, I just sort of default, honestly, to Deontay Johnson in the late seventh round in PPR drafts. And I can take my quarterback. Um, James Cook went. Jordan Addison went. Dak Prescott, Jahan Dotson. We're going to punt on tight end. Maybe one of them will make it back to me. I'll have some luck, but I'm just going to take Deshaun Watson and lock up my quarterback here in the eighth round. Quentin Johnston, uh, Evan Ingram, yikes, the, the tight ends are going. Antonio Gibson, Pat Fryermuth, Kadarius Tony, A.J. Dillon, Traylon Burks, Ben is on the clock. Well, all the tight ends I wanted are gone. I figured you would be taking Evan Ingram, but he did not make it to you. He did not. Uh, I guess I'll take Njoku. Why not? <laughs> that is really fun, isn't it? Doesn't feel good. Uh, and I, I don't like who's on the board now either. This is... Ooh, there's one guy I still like. Okay. Uh, so I took Njoku. Oh, let's, I guess we should say who went after. Josh took Deshaun Watson in the 8-3. Quentin Johnston, Evan Ingram, Antonio Gibson, Pat Fryermuth, Kadarius Tony, A.J. Dillon, Traylon Burks. I take Njoku at the 11, then at the 8-12, 9-1, Brian Robinson and Michael Thomas. And I think I can call another shot on a running back. It's not that big called shot but i'm gonna take zach charbonnet in a ppr league there you go not half bad there um rashad penny goes right after you Tua tagovailoa gabe davis anthony richardson odell beckham jamal williams uh juju smith schuster and i am once again on the clock there's a guy that i really like that i think could be the number one wide receiver for his team he's been lightening up uh, training camp. Zay Flowers is on the board, so I'll grab him here in the ninth round. Khalil Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Dalton Schultz, Kirk Cousins, and I get to take the tight end that I wanted and grab Dalton Kincaid as my punt tight end. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, well, he could suck, but at this point, they all suck. All right. I was really hoping there to get your boy. Because when you said the guy who's going to be the number one wide receiver on his team, I thought you said Matt Cortland Sutton for a brief moment. <laughs> no. And I thought we had reverted back to last year when you were insane. No, no. No, no. We have we've let that ship sail. Uh, Devon A. Chain, Geno Smith, Alan Lazard, Elijah Moore, Samaji P. Ryan. Sutton goes right before you. You're telling me you didn't want to grab Sutton there? No, I, I, I definitely 10-11? did, actually. I would have taken oh, him if you he was did. there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the late 10th round, that... I mean, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> what's the worst? That can, it's the same thing that's going to happen to these other guys. Uh, it's yeah. a PPR league. Bryce Young's got to throw to somebody. I'll take Adam Thielen here. And there you go. Be okay with his relative safety. All right. Jean, or Jamison Williams and Jared McKinnon go after it. Back on the clock. Uh, Lord. I would like to take a different draft, please. 
<laughs> a whole different draft, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Tank Vigsby here. All right. We've got Travis Etienne. Let's just go get his handcuff. There you go. Damian Harris, Chickaconquo, Daniel Jones, Greg Dulcich, Tyler Higby, Sky Moore, Rashad Bateman. I am once again on the clock. I'm going to take my handcuff. Grab Tyler Algier. Although I don't really view Algier just simply as a handcuff. I think he's, yeah, he's got standalone value. value. Deonta Foreman goes. Elijah Mitchell goes. Jacoby Myers. And then Sam Laporta. I'm once again on the clock. And I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know who's worth drafting here. Okay, I mean, here we go. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I hope he falls in the end zone a few times. It could happen. Not the worst. Uh, Jared Goff, Tyler Boyd, Darnell Mooney, Kendra Miller, Bryce Young, Rasheed Rice, Rondale Moore, and Ben is on the clock again. I'm curious to what you're going to think about this. It's a, one of the only guys here who I think could actually end up being a league winner, and it's Kyler Murray. Interesting. Yeah. Take him there, you know, back half of the season, who knows? He's been a top five quarterback before. Maybe he can do it again. Yeah, there you go. Get him in some trade bait. Somebody will want a quarterback. There you go. Russell Wilson goes, Gerald Everett goes, Ben is on the clock with his final pick of the draft. Uh, With the recent run on veteran quarterbacks, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Let's see if Kareem Hunt signs somewhere. There you go. Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, Dawson Knox, Nico Collins, Romeo Dobbs, Derek Carr, Jalen Warren. I'm once again on the clock. Um, I don't know. This is a little dicey, but I guess it, that's what it's going to be at the end We're of the draft. We're in the 13th we'll round. It's okay. I, I know. <laughs> we'll take Zay Jones and not worry about it. All right. The draft is complete. Ben, give us a look at your team. So, first round, we take Justin Jefferson at the 1-2, ladies and gentlemen. That feels pretty good. Then second round, we pair him up with Chris Olave. Feel really good about those first two picks. Uh, get Travis Etienne early third. I don't didn't love it as much as I thought I would, but I think he's also extremely safe. He'll be just fine. Uh, late, long turn, but then we get Miles Sanders back at the fourth round and also pick up Justin Fields, so possible top league-winning quarterback. Uh, later on, we grab David Njoku as our tight end and Javante Williams, funnily enough. Uh, you know, we've been talking about him. What if he does, I think, back half of the league, instead of Brees Hall, he's going to flip. He could be the league winner. Because as yeah. of right now, all the other got is Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj P. Ryan is not as good as Alvin Cook, guys. No. No, he is not. Uh, also got Christian Kirk, who I think is slowly becoming a value this year. I think with the big season that Trevor Lawrence is going to have. We know Ohio on Calvin Ridley, but there's other guys in this offense who get the ball, and Christian Kirk is very, very good. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, we know he has standalone value on the bench. Adam Thielen could be a decent veteran option for Bryce Young. Tank Bisbee as um, the handcuffed for Travis Etienne. And then Kyler Murray and Kareem Hunt has dart throws who could end up having value higher than where they were drafted. There you go. 
At quarterback, I grab Deshaun Watson. At uh, running back, I get Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Tyler Algier, and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Tight end, we grab Dalton Kincaid as the punt tight end for the draft. Uh, who knows? Question marks all over the place, but maybe he'll be good. Um, at wide receiver, I grab Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, and Zay Jones. A lot of Zays. A lot of Zays. Um, pretty solid. I don't Your know how you feel about it. could be catching some Zays. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not half bad. Not half bad at all. Uh, anything else you want to hop into before we get out of here? Uh, I'm just I'm just excited for football, man. We're gonna keep just, doing uh, weekly mock drafts, I believe. Yep, this was I the think first that's one. The plan. We're gonna try to do one of those every week going up into the season. I think we'll start picking. So we've drafted in the middle. I think last mock draft. This mock draft will draft it at the ends. Um, we'll try to try to get you know different strategies to each one. Maybe we'll do a we'll super see. flex or Maybe something. Some super flex, yeah. Get different perspective for pe- different people who play different formats. There you go. That'll do it for this one. If you enjoy the episode, tell a friend, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Check us out on Instagram <clears throat> at Fantasy Brothers underscore. We're posting there all year long. That'll do it from us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.com.